Hey, I'm Courtney Brooke, and this is Hustle for Happiness podcast. We are all on this journey to find happiness, and let's face it, it takes work. And honestly, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. This podcast is dedicated to helping you navigate life and cut through the noise. As a certified life coach, recovering perfectionist, and survivor of the foster care system, I'm all about keeping things real. With my unique outlook on life that is truly infectious, we cover everything from achieving happiness and optimal self-care to stories of those sharing their wisdom and expertise. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Now, let's get started. Welcome back, you guys. We are on episode seven. I feel like I just started yesterday and we're on episode seven and we just keep this journey going. And you know how we start it. Every episode with a high, low and a buffalo. So my high is that I'm actually headed to Wyoming tomorrow. I am gone for about two weeks, maybe even the whole month of July, just because I feel like disconnecting and hiding out and really diving in more to this podcast. I'm having so much fun with it. But more importantly, I haven't seen Olivia in two weeks since we last were in Wyoming. And so I didn't realize how much of a joy she is in my life and how much James and I totally depend on her. We have sleepless nights and she snuggles with James if he can't sleep. If James is gone and I'm just having a day where I just feel super anxious and restless, she is such a good distraction for me. I'm like, let's go for a walk or why don't you just come snuggle with me? I'll literally stop my work midday just to have a moment with her. And I didn't realize how special she was in our life until she's gone. And for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram or just coming to the show for the first time, Olivia is our French bulldog. She is our joy. We don't have any kids yet. And so this is our family. And I'm totally normalizing that she has a huge part in our life. And so that is my high. I get to see her tomorrow night when I land um, from Chicago. And so that being said, my low for this week is, you know, we're still having some sleepless nights. Like last night, James woke up at two and four and he just has a lot on his mind we started exploring down this route. Maybe like you just need help sleeping. Let's try sleeping pills. He tried those for a very hot minute because we've actually found this herbal supplement that has like been a super life changer for him. It's actually, I have it right next to me because I don't want to butcher this. I'm not sponsored by this. It actually works. It's called Insomnital. So it's Insomnital and it's actually like this herbal blend of melatonin, 5-HTP and L-theanine. You guys, he was on sleeping pills and would wake up still every two and three hours. He tried melatonin, just upping his dosage, still was waking up. This supplement we actually were told to look into by his therapist and he's sleeping, you know, not every single night. Like we still have our stressors, but he is getting more nights rest. He is sleeping at least six hours before he wakes up, which we'll take, you know, we were having a hot trend of a month, I think it was actually two months of sleepless nights. So it's called Insomnital. I am not trying to influence you, but it works. We use it. It's part of our nighttime wind down. And we are so happy for James's therapist for just suggesting that to us. And so I know it's a low, but also maybe a high. And something interesting is the buffalo is 
finding these insomnital pills. Um, you can get them on Amazon. You can get them straight through the supplier. I'll link them below if you guys are interested. Again, I'm not a doctor, but James's therapist did come with a high recommendation for them. And now we can say that they work. So that is a piggyback of my low and my buffalo is, yeah, the sleepless nights are still happening. But now that we found this insomnial, game changer. All right. So I am so excited for this episode. It is a hot trend going on TikTok. It is de-influencing. We are talking about de-influencing today. And for those of you who don't know what de-influencing, it's this huge trend going around with the hashtag de-influencing. Exactly how it spells and exactly how it sounds is this viral TikTok trend sparking this bigger conversation about overconsumption and encouraging people to think long and hard before falling victim to the hype. You know, there's so many influencers out there sharing what they love. And honestly, for me, it's like, I don't know who to believe anymore. And so when I saw this hashtag de-influencing on TikTok, I went down a serious rabbit hole. I was just like, what is it? I feel like I've fallen victim. So any of you who have fallen victim of being influenced by an influencer, it's not a bad thing, but I can say that I've been there. I have seriously thought in my head, you know, this is going to change my life. Like this shirt I need or this journal I need or this tea, I want this flat stomach. I have fallen victim to this hype of being influenced. And I don't know about you, but I've had some serious letdowns with these products. You know, I buy them, everyone talks about them, and I've trusted these influencers out there yet to find out that these products actually are not trustworthy and they don't work. And so for me, when I saw this trend on TikTok, I was like, we are definitely going to explore some of these ways on how we can make de-influencing a positive impact on society. I mean, just think about it. De-influencing is this movement that encourages people to think about the products they buy and to not be swayed by the recommendations of influencers. Influencers, I mean, when it started with me, like influencers are someone that you trust. They've tried the product. They're not just trying to make a quick buck off of you by sharing their link. They were to me this trusted source that I could be like, okay, they've tried the product. I can buy it. That's not the case anymore. You know, now these companies are reaching out to people like Alex Earl or, I mean, just think of an influencer that you've seen sharing a product they might not have necessarily tried. So this trend is so important because it's sparking a conversation about overconsumption and the impact it has on the environment. Like I got down a huge rabbit hole. Did you know like Shein is like this fast buy culture where you literally this or this throwaway culture mean like you buy to throw away maybe just for a photo shoot or, you know, it's so cheaply made that people buy to throw it away. And I'm just like, this has to be bad for the environment. And I went down this rabbit hole and all these clothes are being dumped in like fourth world, fifth world countries. And I was like, what? So de-influencing is also changing the way we view social media and the role of influencers in promoting products. Like for example, let's say you're scrolling through social media on your feed and you come across an influencer promoting a new skincare product, okay? And let's just say they claim it would give you flawless skin and that everyone should try it, right? I mean, I've been there. I've seen that. I'm like, how do I get this flawless skin? 
Well, how can we apply this de-influencing? Well, instead of immediately buying the product, you now decide to do some research on your own, right? What does that mean? You look up reviews from other sources and you find that the product contains harmful chemicals and it's not being tested safely. So what do you do? You decide to not buy the product and instead choose a more sustainable and ethical option. So by following this trend of de-influencing, you can really become this conscious consumer. And I am so all about intentionality, you know, researching the things that I buy, use, especially, you know, you guys know that I have a huge acne background. I've worked in aesthetics for nine plus years, not anymore, pastime. And that is a huge part of like what I put on my body is a huge part of how I shop, what I buy. And so by following this trend of de-influencing, like I said, you become this conscious consumer and you start to make choices that align with your values, right? So it's important to remember that influencers are not always looking out for your best interest and that you should really do your own research before making purchases. Like this trend of de-influencing is sparking and it excites me so much because it's sparking this bigger conversation about overconsumption, right? And encouraging people to really think long and hard before falling to this victim hype. This trend, I mean, it's just rewriting what it means to be an influencer. I believe it's paving this new path on how we view social media and offering an antidote to this throwaway culture, which I've said earlier, is this trend of constantly buying and discarding products. I've been there. And until I went down this rabbit hole and I heard about de-influencing, I was just so tired of buying things that the credibility just wasn't there. And this trend is really calling influencers out, having us be more intentional with our buys. And really, it comes down to being, yeah, intentional. And I think this is so important, not just from the buying purpose, but being intentional with the brands we support, being intentional with the companies that are still in business. And not only that, but holding these influencers accountable for what they're influencing, right? Rather than just making a quick buck, it's about being intentional influencers. And you can really see this dichotomy of where the direction or where will this direction of influencers go? Now that people are calling other influencers out, my hope is that these influencers are going to be more intentional with the brands they bring on, the brands they talk about, rather than just pushing all these random products or services or things onto the consumers. And, you know, I did read the statistics and most Gen Zs are influenced by influencers. I think it was 40% and then millennials were like 26%. So a lot of the influencing culture has been really geared towards Gen Zs. I'm not that. I know there's a, still a group out there that we're influenced and we take that seriously. So how can we apply this trend moving forward? Like, what does this mean to us? So I've come up with some strategies that have I've applied in my daily life that I really want to share with you after going down this rabbit hole of de-influencing. So really one is questioning your purchases. You know, before buying a product, ask yourself if you really need it or if you're just buying it because an influencer recommended it. 
consider the environmental impact of your purchase and whether it really aligns with your values. James and I have been really working on, and maybe you guys can apply this to your life, is is this a need, is this a want, or is this a wish? You know, when you question your purchases, aka when you're intentional with your purchases, you really start to break down, why am I buying this? Do I look cool? Do I need it? Like, are my pants too big? Did I lose weight? Like, they're not staying up? Or is this a wish? Like, oh my gosh, this is something that would be awesome to have, but I don't need it. And it's not necessarily a want, right? When we categorize need, want, wish, it really changes the priority level of buying the products. So question those purchases and really understand the motivation behind why you're purchasing, not just because an influencer recommended. I'm sorry to say this, but your life is going to not be much better with a t-shirt or not. Let's be real. And then number two, another strategy on how we can apply de-influencing is research before buying. Do your own research on a product before buying it. You can look for reviews from multiple sources and not just from influencers, right? Consider the ingredients, the brand's values, and whether it's a sustainable choice. Research before buying, not just going to one source. I think that is so key. And I'm a huge person on reviews. I will look at reviews, whether it's Revolve, whether it's Amazon, whether it's whatever I'm buying, you know, and the ingredients, right? I always look at ingredients because you don't know what's hiding in food. Sunflower oil is in every single popcorn and sunflower oil is not good for you. It's terrible if you're acneic. I'm sorry to break your happiness bubble around popcorn because my husband loves popcorn, but if it has sunflower oil, we just make our own popcorn. We actually add olive oil to it and it's amazing. Same with hummus, by the way. Like we love hummus, but once I started checking the ingredients, whole foods, I was like, wait, like everything has sunflower and canola oil. So we just started making our own and it's been a fun experience. We actually have hummus night together and we make it together. And so rather than just that direct buying, it's like, well, how can I be more intentional? And, you know, research before buying and then taking that next step. Can I do this on my own? Is there another source I can go to? Is there another company that I can go and support? You know, this de-influencing trend is not just about influencers, but it's about how is it ethically okay for the environment, for the planet, for your body? Is it safe? You know, look into these things. Another one is follow diverse voices. You know, expand your social media feed to include diverse voices and perspectives. What does that mean, right? It means follow influencers who promote sustainability, ethical practices, diversity, and inclusion. You know, don't just follow this one-sided, oh, I only believe in makeup artists that have their makeup look really good, right? You can broaden your perspective by bringing in another opinion, maybe a makeup artist that believes in clean makeup. Maybe it's just following that different opinion and encouraging a different opinion. Now, society says, if you don't agree with me, then I need to be upset with you or I can't be your friend. That is not the case. Having that diverse opinion is going to be so good for you, you and to really form this educated, intentional purchase decision, you know? Purchasing with intentionality is really what this is about and not just this impulse decision to buy. But when we 
have this educated voice, this diverse perspective, we are learning a new side of something that we might have never known. That doesn't mean we are wrong. It's just we are open, being open-minded to these opinions and companies and reviews, you know? I'm so big on like, don't just listen to your own opinion. Get out there and learn someone else's opinion. Maybe it resonates with you. And if it doesn't, at least you've learned something new. Be open-minded. I'm so big on like exploring everything with not just my mindset, but I want to learn someone else's. I want to grow. I want to evolve. Another one is one of my personal favorites now that I've been like dissecting this de-influencing trend is holding influencers accountable, right? So if you see an influencer promoting a product that doesn't align with your values and you know it's harmful, call them out on it. Like hold them accountable for their actions and encourage them to provide more sustainable and ethical choices. Now, I'm not saying this influencer is terrible, this influencer is that. I have people educating me like on my acne. I was getting this laser treatment called the Avaclear done. And they're like, you know, I would, you probably have this um, message sent in my DM on Instagram. I was like, you probably have a parasite. Rather than me saying, no, this is wrong with me. It's she just educated me on something that I was talking about. And I said, I had no idea that there was even this going on. You know, I've given it all this credibility for acne and this laser, but she go. It's having this conversation. So rather than seeing it as actually calling them out, have this conversation. If you see an influencer or if you see someone that's just doesn't necessarily align, holding us accountable, holding these influencers accountable will honestly start a conversation. Go into it with kindness and an open mind, but also if you want to call them out, see it as a way of just having a conversation and educating this influencer. You know, when people message me and educate, I thank them for their perspective. I am encouraging different perspectives all the time. I love hearing from you guys. So I'd actually love to hear about this topic in itself for you. So DM me, send me an email. I'm always available. But really, when we apply these strategies, we become more conscious consumers and help shift the influencer industry really towards this more sustainable and ethical practice. So I'm all about embracing this trend and creating this better future, not only for the planet, but for ourselves. I just firmly believe in building trust and influencing marketing like this could go either way. You know, this is not only for the influencers choosing the companies they work with, but brands choosing influencers that are credible, passionate, genuine, believable, and not just believable, but let's take it to the next step, trustworthy and actually passionate about the things they're influencing. You know, I started this episode talking about these sleeping herbal supplements. That's influencing, but I'm trying the product. My husband is sleeping. I am experiencing it. I am for it, you know? So I believe rather than I'm not making a buck off of it. I'm passionately talking about something that has changed James and I's life. He has a high stress job and me being his partner and running my businesses, we both are in constant, right? And so we found something that works that is not harmful to our bodies and to the environment. So it's a win-win, honestly, This trend of de-influencing is really talking about and taking a step back from this constant barrage of product recommendations. I mean, think about it. We are constantly being berated on social media with buy this, do this, link this, like it's constant. So it's taking a step back from that and thinking critical and critically about purchasing decisions. So how can we 
challenge ourselves to really embrace this trend and make more conscious choices. Like, what does that mean for me? First, we really need to recognize the power that influencers have over our purchasing decisions. You know, we need to be aware of the tactics they use to promote products and question whether their recommendations are truly in our best interest. So rather than buying and saying, okay, Think on it. Be intentional. Be aware, you know, be aware that you know they're selling something to you. One, building that relationship with your influencer, that influencer and aligning with you. That's another thing, you know, building that relationship rather than just buying something because it's cute. You don't know on the other side if they're pinning their shirts tight to their body, looking at these reviews, but being aware that they're selling. Being aware is a huge part of this tactic influencers are using, being aware of how they're influencing our purchase decisions. Like this is so big. Like my mind is like going so fast right now because it just plays a huge role in the psychology of, you know, we're all this herding aspect. You know, we want to be part of this herd. We are all animals, right? We all want to be a part of something. And I think buying something and clicking it and having it like the Stanley Cup trend going on. I, I feel like everyone has a Stanley Cup. These are these big thermos. If you guys don't know, it's like this big thermos mug that like fits like 30 ounces and they're like $99. People are paying $100 for a water bottle because everyone has it. It's this herd mentality that remember at the end of the day, we all want to be a part of something, even if it is completely different than what society says. You're still a part of something, right? So this herd mentality is huge on the psychology of influencing. And yeah, I I just, I don't know how else to paint that picture. But if you can see it as like, we are animals, we want to be a part of something. And this herd mentality that we have is coming out big time in social media. Like the psychology behind this is insane. Like my, I'm just, yeah. So next we can challenge ourselves to do our own research before making a purchase. We can look for reviews, consider the environmental impact. You know, we can challenge ourselves to support these brands that prioritize sustainability, ethical practices, diversity, and inclusion. But what really helps me and will be one of our key takeaways is, is this, is this a need, want, or wish? Okay, so say it's a need. Go do your research then. Go see who this follower is, what they stand by check reviews, check other sources, see what they're saying. Once you identify this purchase, is this a need? Then you go for it. Or if you have a want or a wish and you have that and know that it's not going to change your life. I don't know. You don't need a journal to start your mental health. You don't need a habit tracker to get the body of your dreams. You don't need these teas to give you this flat stomach. These influencers are making it seem like your life is going to be changed forever. That's not the case. Go hire yourself a coach. Go see who you're surrounding yourself with in life. You know, the important things is who's your family? Is your rent being paid? Do you like your job? Are you surrounded with people? Is your environment adding value? Are all these things that, you know, are necessities, not the shirt, not the tea, not athletic greens. Trust me, I have a whole nother spiel about why I hate athletic greens. But these influencers are just making money off these companies that have no credible backing. And so 
I encourage you, once you identify what your need, want, or wish is, then be intentional with it. Don't just blow your money because you look cool or because you can, right? So I've come up with some ways why de-influencing is a good thing. I don't want to rant on, you know, what is it doing? How to not trust these influencers? I also, there is some great things about de-influencing. And one of them is improved decision-making. You know, by de-influencing, individuals can take the time to evaluate the product or service based on its own merits rather than being swayed by an influencer's endorsement. You know, improved decision-making, you are thinking for yourself. And I think what constantly keeps popping up for me is the COVID vaccine. No shame if you got it and no shame if you didn't. You got it because you felt safer and you didn't get it because you needed to feel safer. That's your survival too. But going back to this COVID vaccine, they were having influencers talk about their COVID vaccine. And to me, I'm like, why are we bringing medical into this? Like people should not be influenced about their medical and swayed. And I just you have to think for yourself a little bit. And I think that's such a blessing of what de-influencing is doing for our society and our community is improved decision-making and thinking for ourselves, especially for the Gen Zers coming in. They've been shown this perfect world on social media since they were born. You know, they've been on their phones since they were kids. And I think it's amazing that they're thinking for themselves and debunking and uglifying social media and how it's actually not this perfect, glamorous world. These influencers trying to make a hustle. And, you know, frankly, there is nothing wrong with working in an office. There's nothing wrong with working for somebody. You know, this influencing world is not as glamorous as it looks. And that is the beauty, one of the beauties of de-influencing. And these Gen Zers are thinking for themselves. I am so here for that. Another one is reduced waste. You know, another benefit of de-influencing is reducing the waste. You know, help to reduce the number of impulse decisions that often result in unused or unwanted products, which ultimately contributes to a more sustainable lifestyle. I will say that, like, these impulse purchases, I've fallen guilty guilty. I have been so guilty. I have clothes in my closet that I'm just like, I still have tags on because I bought it because I wanted it for a photo shoot or I wanted to wear it out. And I never actually did, but it was an impulse decision based on image and shallowness and materialism. Now I'm, if it's not a need and don't get me wrong, I have my wants, I will have my wants here and there, but if it's not a need or a want, then it's not going to be in my closet. You know, I want to reduce waste, but by reducing waste, I appreciate the things I have. I love rewearing clothes. I will post about my clothes and I'll rewear them. This trend of I have to buy a new outfit for everything is just needs to end completely. And I think that's what this de-influencing, it's okay to wear your things twice four times, 50 times. Reducing waste like is the sustainability of our planet and our mental health of just this need, need, need and keeping up with the Jones. Again, if it's not, it's not intentional. Be intentional about it and including your waste. Don't be a part of this fast buy, throwaway culture, impulse decisions. Remember, need, want, or wish. And then another one is this increase in authenticity. When individuals rely less on influencers, they're able to develop their own unique styles and preferences, 
which honestly, again, if we're coming down to this hustle for happiness overall theme is this will lead to an authentic and fulfilling life. Be authentic and showing up for yourself, you know, not being swayed by an influencer because they say it's cool, right? Not being swayed because you think it's going to change your life. Start with yourself, right? You don't need to buy things for this external validation. Let's let's be real. Social media influencing, which is one of the reasons why I got off of it is because I was like, I don't have that. I don't have that. Why don't I have that? My life is shitty, but it's not. It's this false reality on Instagram that your life is going to be so much better when you get this shirt. It's not true. Be authentic to yourself. Rely less on influencers. You know, for me, I unfollowed so many influencers that really helped my mental health is, yes, unfollowing influencers that I was like, wait, I want that. I want that. I want that. I was like, wait, what is this doing to my brain? I'm constantly comparing myself. Unfollow the things that suck your energy, creating this war in your head of like, my life is going to be better when, sorry, that's not the reality. Increase your authenticity by showing up for yourself in a non-materialistic way. You don't have to buy things to make your life better. And this influencing trend is just, I'm happy for it. I'm here for it. It's this intentional society that thinks for themselves rather than what they see on the internet. I love that. And then as we wrap up this episode, de-influencing is just a powerful tool that can help us make smarter purchasing decisions and really improve our mental health. You know, when we identify our true needs, reducing stress and anxiety and promoting sustainability, we honestly can lead this happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Look at it this way. You know, de-influencing is a way to take control of your own life and making choices that align with your values and beliefs rather than just following a crowd. I mean, why, why follow a crowd? Let's look at de-influencing as a positive trend. You know, it encourages individuals to make a more informed and intentional purchasing decision by embracing the trend of de-influencing and challenging ourselves to make more conscious purchasing decisions. We really can make this better future for ourselves and the planet. So, I mean, next time you're tempted to buy something just because an influencer recommended, please just take a step back and ask yourself, is this really worth it? Is this a need? Is this a want? Or is this a wish? By taking the time to evaluate products and services on their own merits, we really can reduce waste and live this more fulfilling, authentic life. And just be intentional. That's it, guys. Happy Monday. I hope today's episode left you better than when I found you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and tune in every Monday to kickstart your week and set your weekly intentions with me. You can find me and HFH on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok or online at heycourtneybrook.com. I firmly believe in the power of sharing. If you know someone else who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And remember, when you work on you, I get to be there.